open your Bibles with me to the 91st Psalm. We have to develop a relationship with the Lord that is solid, close, intimate. There's so many people that are afraid of intimacy in life in general. And that translates over to where they're afraid of intimacy with the Lord. For some reason, they interpret it as a weakness that I can't let go of control of my life, even in spiritual things. I've got to sometimes buck up. And sometimes uh, they interpret that or try to present it as a form of spirituality and strength. You know, I'm a faith person and, and I'm going to push through. But you know, the Bible gives us such a wonderful example of the worshiping warrior in King David. How that King David was not afraid to dance naked or in a linen ephod before his subjects in public worshiping the Lord. That he would get on his musical instrument and write psalms and sing just have that presence before the Lord God Almighty. And at the same time, in that place of intimacy, to be so strengthened that he was able to go forth and to slay his thousands and to be the ruling king of Israel. And you know, we are worshiping warriors. You have to have that place of intimacy developed with the Lord in order to truly develop the kind of strength that we need. I'm not ashamed of that. I, you know, I'm one of those guys that, uh, you know, when I was being raised, it was uh, under the influence of macho. You know, my dad, my dad was a very loving man, by the way, very loving man, but he was a very strong man, physically and um, spiritually and, and every which way. And, uh, you know, uh, I can remember growing up reading the Louis L'Amour westerns and watching Gunsmoke on TV and just a little guy running around with my Daniel Boone Coonskip hat, all those kind of things, very active in sports and uh, testosterone was there. Uh, and I remember that after I really gave my heart to the Lord, received the baptism in the Holy Spirit, C.K. and I both, we began to develop that relationship with the Lord. And I had to learn how to do it. I had to learn, first of all, how to be loving to my wife. Because it's not just instant. I was a nice guy. I was loving. But I had to learn how to be in love with C.K. I had to learn how to not be embarrassed to hold her hand when we were walking through the mall. I had to learn how to demonstrate public affection and all those kind of things, you know, to my wife. And, and that was syn synonymous or corresponding and uh, congruent with our spiritual relationship where I was learning how to do those things with the Lord. And I would go to church 
and we just received the baptism in the Holy Spirit. And I can remember people that were standing and, you know, raising their hands and singing and people were crying and, and all that was kind of foreign to me. And so, you know, the first couple of Sundays I sat on my hands because I didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't want to look foolish or whatever. And then pretty soon, you know, my hands, yeah, I know wives pointing at your husbands. We, we know what it's like, guys, don't we? So <clears throat> here's my hands just on my lap pretty soon, you know. I've got them pointed toward heaven and singing because, you know, as a good Baptist boy, we at least knew how to sing. And then pretty soon, I got them up to here. And then before too long, they're up here. And instead of just, hallelujah, Lord, it's Shandore I love you, Lord, I worship you. Ah, I had to learn how to fall in love with Jesus. I had to learn how to show affection to him, even publicly. I had to learn how to dance before him in the middle of the night in my living room. I had to learn how to open my heart to him in that place of intimacy, intimacy, intimacy. The reason that I say that is in Psalm 91, verse 1. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High. He who dwells. The implication is that just because you know God, and in New Testament terminology, that you are saved, that you have not learned to dwell in the secret place of the Most High. It's all level at the foot of the cross. We are all new creations in Christ Jesus. It's not a question of love because he loves all of us equally. It's not a question of whether we're going to heaven because that has become all of our home. It is a question of learning how to dwell in the secret place of the Most High. To dwell there to live there, to make our abode there, our trust. And so I'm going through these things over the two weeks because the Lord is speaking to me personally about how that there is a trust that is there that is developed that by the grace of the living God, that healing is mine. That protection and that that life in God is mine. All of us have different circumstances in our lives. But do we dwell in the secret place of the Most High? 
Do we live there with a place of confidence that regardless what life throws at us, that we know that he will protect us, he will take care of us, he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High. The secret place is that place of intimacy in, in, in Old Testament vernacular. You know that there was the temple. There was the tabernacle in the wilderness. And it was made up of the outer court, then the holy place, and then the holy of holies. The people could not go into the Holy of Holies, only the high priest. But the symbolism here is that that was the place that now that we have come into the New Testament, we, the, the veil has been rent and we are now in the Holy of Holies of God. The terminology is that to dwell in the very innermost recesses of God, of where He is, where He lives, in that secret place. That secret place is in the spirit. It's not in the natural. That secret place has a lot to do with praying in tongues. Did you know that? As we pray in tongues... Pray in the secret language and the mysteries of God are revealed to our lives because of it. He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High, the Most High, we're talking about God here, absolutely, shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And again, the symbolism there is, is under His protection. Very often the psalmist would write about things like how that a hen would cover her, her chicks by spreading her wings of protection out over them. The Bible talks about how the eagles mount up on their wings and under the wings and under the feathers of God there is that protection that is ours. He says, I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God, in him I will trust. Surely he shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. He shall cover you with his feathers and under his wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor of the arrow that flies by noonday nor of the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side and 10,000 at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Only with your eyes shall you look and see the reward of the wicked, because you have made the Lord, who is my refuge, even the Most High, your habitation, your dwelling place, the secret place, no evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all of your ways. They shall bear you up in their hands, lest you dash your foot against a stone. 
you shall tread upon the lion and the cobra and the young lion and the serpent you shall trample underfoot because he has set his love upon me therefore I will deliver him I will set him on high because he has known my name he shall call upon me and I will answer him I will be with him in trouble I will deliver him and honor him with long life I will satisfy him and show him my salvation praise God 27th Psalm I just want to read two verses verse 4 one thing I have desired of the Lord that will I seek that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple for in the time of trouble he shall hide me in his pavilion in the secret place of his tabernacle he shall hide me he shall set me high up on a rock wow psalm 103 look at the first five verses with me bless the lord O my soul and all that is within me bless his holy name bless the lord O my soul and forget not all his benefits who forgives all your iniquities who heals all your diseases who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Hallelujah. Psalm 136. The mercy of God is magnanimous. I thank God for his grace, but it's the sure mercies of David that keep us in the grace of God. Do you realize that? A lot of times people wonder and they ask me and stuff, what's the difference between grace and mercy? And see, grace is the unmerited favor and empowering presence of God, enabling us to be who he created us to be and to do what he has called us to do. The grace of God is undeserved favor. The grace of God is that uh, God in his loving benevolence has reached down regardless of anything that we deserve at all and has given Jesus and given the kingdom to us. It is nothing that can be earned. But the problem is that in our humanity, in our oft-times fleshly weakness, that we do things that are contrary to the grace of God. So God has built in a failsafe, and it's called mercy. And the mercy of God is his ability and his willingness to reach down during those times when we are erring from the grace. Remember, even Paul, writing to the Galatians, said that he wished that he would not frustrate the grace of God. God's mercy is what takes a hold of us lifts us up into a place to where we can walk fully in the grace that he has provided for us. His mercy endures forever. And so in this psalm that I want us to read together, I'm going to ask you to do it responsively with me. I'll read the first part of the verse, and then you read the second part, which is, 
for his mercy endures forever. And do it loudly, boldly. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. Oh, give thanks to the God of gods. Oh, give thanks to the Lord of lords. To him who alone does great wonders. To him who by wisdom made the heavens, for his mercy endures forever. Ooh, I had to read that one. To him who laid out the earth above the waters. To him who made great lights. The sun to rule by day. The moon and stars to rule by night. To him who struck Egypt in their firstborn. And brought out Israel from among them. With a strong hand and with an outstretched arm. To him who divided the Red Sea in two. And made Israel pass through the midst of it. But overthrew Pharaoh and his army in the Red Sea. To him who led his people through the wilderness. To him who struck down great kings. And slew famous kings. Sihon, king of the Amorites. And Og, king of Bashan. And gave their land as a heritage. A heritage to Israel his servant. Who remembered us in our lowly state. And rescued us from our enemies. Who gives food to all flesh. Oh give thanks to the God of heaven. Stand with me and worship the Lord. Lord, we want to take this time to worship you. Lord God, we lift our hearts and our hands and our voices unto you. Oh, for your mercy endures forever. Lord God, that we might live, that we might dwell in the secret place of the Most High, that we might learn how to get into that place of intimacy. And Lord God, to let go of those things of the natural realm that inhibit us and keep us from that. And Lord, that we do not operate by pride in the flesh, that we do not operate by purely by the natural abilities that we have in our lives that you have given unto us, Lord. They are blessings, everything, every talent, every ability you have put within our hands, Lord God. They are blessings. They are gifts from you. But Lord God, that is not who we are. We are of those who are born again, who are filled with the Spirit of God, who have come to a place to where we dwell in the secret place of the Most High. And there, under the shadow of the Almighty, we find who we are, that regardless of the things that are going on in life, that, Lord, that we can always depend upon you, that you are our shield, that you are our buckler, 
that no plague shall come nigh our dwelling, that you have given your angels charge over us to watch over us in all of our ways. Lord God, we worship you and we praise you and we give you glory for it. Lord, teach us how to get closer and closer and closer to you. That, Lord God, regardless of how much we know, how much we've learned, how much faith we have, how much spiritual authority that we walk in, all of the good things and the miracles and the signs and the wonders and all that you have done for us and all that you have done through us, Lord God, that still those things are all outcroppings, that they are manifestations of our life hidden in you in the cleft of the rock, Lord God that we would be in that secret place and in that secret place that we find the true value of who you have created us to be. It's in that secret place that we have redemption. It's in that secret place, Lord God, that we find the stability of our lives and the assurance of our hope in you that we do not have to fear just because the enemy rears its ugly head, because of circumstances that are going on, that, Lord God, we don't freak out. We don't look and search the scriptures trying to figure out, oh, woe is me. How are we going to be protected? What does this mean? That, Lord, that there's something, there's a stability, there's an anchor of our soul that is there in you and in that secret place that we know in our knower and beyond any shadow of a doubt that, Lord God, we are safe and secure in you. That's the secret place. That's the place of love. That's the place of grace where your mercy endures forever. Now, there are many of you who have accepted the Lord, but you need to yield to that secret place, that intimacy, that walk with him. And I'm going to ask you to boldly, just right now, take this step and pray it out loud. Lord Jesus, I give you my heart, my life. Teach me how to open my life unto you. How to be intimate. How to show affection. How to receive love from you, Lord Jesus. You are all that matters. I want that strength. I want to be like King David, a worshiping warrior, strong in battle, strong in life, strong in victory, but born from a place of intimacy and complete surrender unto you, Lord. I give you my life in your name. Join me in future episodes as I continue to share from my heart and experiences and the Word of God. Subscribe to Third Heaven Authority with Mike Thompson on Charisma Podcast Network or your favorite podcast platform. I personally like to use Google Podcasts. Stay in the Spirit and walk in love.